listening to Vet Candy. Welcome, welcome to our show, 21 Questions with Dr. Jill, and I'm Dr. Jill Lopez. Dr. Tara McCarthy isn't what you think of when you conjure the image of a typical veterinarian. She owns a CrossFit gym with her husband, helps manage a health and wellness business, and she volunteers as a 4-H leader. On top of all these things, she's also a veterinarian, as well as certified in veterinary acupuncture. She joined Galaxy Vets as the head of community engagement, and her goal is to reach out and meet more veterinarians. What a cool job is that? I am so envious of Tara's life. She lives in a really beautiful area. It's where Anne of Green Gables is from, Prince Edward Island. Um, She's got some great hobbies, and she has such a bubbly personality. It's so much fun talking to her. I'm so excited to welcome to our show today, Dr. Tara McCarthy. Thank you so much. I'm excited to talk to you. Talk about bubbly personality. Oh, yes. I'm really bubbly now with my Dayquil. I'm so excited to talk to you. And we were talking before we started taping that what kind of a freak would have a do a podcast when they're deathly sick? Because I have influenza. I think I haven't tested because I'm like, I'm not paying $600 to tell me that I have it or not. You know, no, no, no. I just figure I have it because the whole town has it. But I wanted to talk about it. What is going on? And you were telling me, are you sick? Have you guys been sick up in the north? Yeah, we were just sick couple weeks ago, actually went through our house. Well, my kids are still just getting over it, but I, I had COVID and thought I was going to die. Yeah. We had COVID about three weeks ago and my husband and I were sick for a very long time. Our kids were seriously sick, but just for a short amount of time. It was awful. Someone told me this, that COVID is no joke and it's definitely no joke. You're, you're so wiped out. So how hard was it for you with your kids? Like, how did you juggle that being halfway dead with COVID? I don't know if I did juggle it. I was hit hard. Like I, it made me eat my words because I definitely was one of those people. I was like, oh, well, if you take care of yourself and whatever, like it won't be that bad. And then, yeah, it was terrible. So for two days, I didn't move out of my bed. Like my husband took care of everything. He was like, I think I should call either an ambulance or a hearse. Like, because you do not look good. It was quiet with me too, because we have three kids and we they're very, you know, they have school. My daughter has some other things going on. So everyone's picking up, dropping off. And I was like out of the rotation and I felt guilty because I was like, I feel so guilty because I'm not, I'm not, you know, providing and stuff, but I couldn't move. I just like laid there. I laid there for like a week and I didn't even check my temperature. You know, when you're the mom, you don't check your temperature. And I just thought, I thought maybe I was like a little sick, but it kept going on and on and stuff. And it was awful. This is worse in this influenza A. We heard that it's um, going through our town. So it's part of that trifecta virus thing. It is worse than COVID. My kids have been sick for more than a week, really high temperatures. You know, with influenza, you have the GI signs too. It is horrible. I was just laying in bed last night at three in the morning with my heart just pounding. I couldn't even sleep. I was so sick. Now, after 10 days, I'm able to stand up. (laughs) So that's good. So I'm telling you, watch out, because if you just got COVID, if you're on the trend, you're going to get that probably next, or or I guess it's RSV, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And we have a farm, too. So my husband was, like, crawling across the floor trying to feed the dog the other day. And and we're trying to put, you know, we're trying to take care of the animals. And we did the research because I'm like, why didn't I pay attention in school? Because I know, like, it, it, I think influenza A is an avian virus. And I'm worried we have chickens and we have ducks and we have turkeys and we have pigs. We- you can make your own super virus for sure with that. Pigs and chickens and humans, that's what you need for the... Yeah, we're all together on the farm, like loving on each other all the time. And um, we were actually making pig mukbangs, if you can believe it. Mukbangs are like, um, if you watch YouTube videos where people go through a, like a drive through and they order food and then they eat it in their car. Have you seen that? No. Or they'll have a big plate of food and they'll eat it. Well, it's very unhealthy for people, but pigs like to eat. So we were doing pig mukbangs for our pet candy shows. I have all this pig food that I've touched and I can't even give it to my pigs because I don't want to infect them with influenza. It's like a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a lot to consider for sure. Yeah. Sometimes we make them cakes and stuff. You know, just they're so sweet. They're so sweet. And there's nothing more interesting than watching a pig eat. They're not messy. Like, you know, whoever does PR for pigs is horrible because they, you know, you think of a pig, you think of them as being dirty and stinky. I mean, I know they are in pig farms, but you think of them being dirty and stinky and just like someone eats like a pig, puts food all My pigs are like two gentlemen. They, they take forever to eat. They're very slow and they'll taste stuff. And we even put like Brussels sprouts in their mukbang and they would eat the cake around the Brussels sprouts. They would not eat the Brussels sprouts. It was so funny. They would like nose them around and then eat something good. But they're so funny and they're, they're so clean. They're potty trained. We used to keep them sort of in like our patio and they had a litter box, but they got too big for the litter box. But now they live in a barn with some goats. So when they they don't even poop and pee in their area. They have like a little dollhouse area they live in. They go outside and they they have a place where they pee and poop. It's so cute. They're they're so sweet. And so I'm like terrified. Like we go and feed them and like we're wearing like Oh PPE. <laughs> yeah, PPE. Because I don't want them to get sick. Like what would happen? And then our chickens, like, and they're they're very friendly too, and they're coming up to you and stuff, and you're like, go away, go away, and stuff. It's just crazy. I think we need to take a break and let's listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. As a veterinarian, making time for your mental health may seem impossible right now. That's why we've partnered with Vet Candy to bring awareness to Zant. With Zant, you can choose from 25 focus areas, from burnout to addiction to everyday struggles, for $0 to access and free first sessions. Thinking there's a catch? No catch. Just actually affordable mental health care. Download Zant in the iOS App Store today. So you're ready to play your game of 21 questions? Sure. So I know these are silly and sometimes they're a little crazy, but it gets people to know a little bit more about you and stuff. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done? This week or this day, probably later this podcast. There's so many things. Some of them you can't even talk about because it's like bodily functions. Oh, well, you know what? Join A lot of people do list their bodily function things as embarrassing. So I do have a really bad one. I can't even talk about it. It's too embarrassing. But one time um, when I was practicing in New Zealand, actually, I, w- I, ha- I was a large animal. So I drove my 
work truck to my boyfriend's place for the weekend. And he was about an hour away from me. He lived in a busier city. My boss was great. He let me drive my work truck. And so it was the middle of the night, probably two in the morning. And my truck was just parked on the street, like not a very busy street. And we went to the doors like two in the morning and the cops were banging on the door. So we went out, the cops shone the light on my face and they're like, do you own this vet truck front here? And I was like, yeah, he's like a bunch of kids just broke into it and smashed medications and there's drugs everywhere. And we need you to come out and like, tell us like what they took, if there's anything like we need to be worried about. Cause you know, I had ketamine and all that stuff. So anyway, blah, blah, this isn't the embarrassing part, but I went out, I spent an hour and a half. I spent an hour and a half out there going through everything, my lockbox, all the, like making sure I had everything, giving a full report. The cops were shining this flashlight in my face the entire time. I was in my pajamas. Cause you just like run out. Anyway, I get back in after they're gone. And I realized that I had like, my face had broken out and I had zit cream, like all over my face and they had been shining the light in my face all night my boyfriend was there and he didn't say anything i was like so embarrassed i'm like why didn't you tell me i could have washed that off anyway oh that's so funny i wonder if they have it on like on a body cam and it's like some kind of show on australia where it shows you out there yeah i can see you wearing like these long johns like these red long johns the flap in the back that top part of your life sounds so cool, like almost like a Lifetime movie where some young Canadian girl like moves to a new country and like it's all new, you know new to her. And she's like this veterinarian and she's going across the country. So if there was a Lifetime movie out there, who do you think who would you want to play your part? I have a girl crush on like Jessica Beale. She's Justin Timberlake's wife. I think her she's like muscly and ripped and. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a cool one. Okay, cool. Next, what's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? Probably some things I definitely can't speak about on here. Actually, I got married pretty quickly. My husband and I, we dated for six months. Like, I didn't wait for him to ask me. I was just like, it was Christmas Eve. He just met my parents. And we were. I was driving him back to where he was going to get picked up by his parents. We were older, but we were visiting, we were visiting back home and on the drive, we're like, we should get married. And he's like, yeah, okay. So then two months later we got married. So we were married within like nine months of, of dating, but it worked out. Everybody had bets going against us on how long we would last, but still going. Oh, how long have you been married? Oh, 13 years now. Wow. Well, good job. Good job. So how did you meet him? If you're in like the market for a man, whether you're a man or a woman, you don't want to date and marry the people you work with. Number one, probably it's going to not work out. But your clients are mostly females, right? So it's really hard to meet. And you're working morning to night, especially you're working on the sheep farm and, you know, doing all this and you have a part time job. Like, how did you meet your husband? Uh, well, I actually had met him earlier, like in life in university. So we had known each other. And then when I moved back to North America, we kind of reconnected. So advice to vet students out there, try to make as many connections as you can now, file them away, and then, you know, use them in the late, like a Rolodex for the future, right? Totally. I actually wrote an article for the local university. I was like, get out and date non-vet people. You know what I mean? And then get out in the mix because you get so consumed with the vet world. Yeah, you do. You do. We're actually in February, we're doing our issue. It's on love and careers. And the love part, we're doing Married to Medicine. And somebody who's actually my next guest on the podcast is married to a vet. There's a lot of vets that marry vets. It's strange. 
And as one someone told me recently, a lot of people go into vet school dating, but they don't come out of vet school dating, right? Yeah, I, I dated a vet or like a vet student in vet school. I was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work. I'm going to stay out of the, the vet field. Yeah, that's true. I, I stayed out of that. My husband is an attorney, so, you know, he's more analytical, I guess. I guess we might be analytical. I don't know. If, I'm not analytical, but it's good to have a mix, right? Okay, cool. So what is your biggest regret? I don't really have regrets because I feel like all the decisions you make in life lead you to, you know, the life that you're living, which is pretty great. I would say maybe like as a younger you know, teenager, 20-year-old, it's starting my career just to have more confidence in myself, I think. Like, but that just comes with age. But I just, I think I would have tried more things. Like even just simply trying out for sports teams. You know what I mean? When you're a kid, I didn't try it because I didn't think I'd make it. So I didn't bother. But now I feel like that was stupid and I probably would have. So. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, a lot of vets that I meet will say that they didn't have regrets. The same reason, because they feel like it happened for a reason. But um, a couple people said that they wish they had more fun um, after they got into vet school. You know, once, you know, to get into vet school, they said they couldn't have had fun. But once they got into vet school, they wish they had more fun. I had a lot of fun in vet school. A lot of fun. And a lot of my classmates were like, man, I wish I had a, had more fun like you did. Yeah, I don't regret that. That was great. Great time in my life. <laughs> yeah, I loved vet school. You know, I don't know. I was like one of the only people. I was like so sad when it was coming to a close. I was like, Oh my God, this is one of the, I would have the days counted off as I would ride down Wire Road in Alabama. I'm like, this is the hundredth last time I'm going to drive down this road. I was so sad. And, you know, nobody else was at all. You know, how exciting was that? You know, all the stuff you would do and. And no responsibility, really. Like you get to do all the stuff, not like going out and when you get your job, it's completely just fun. Okay. Okay. Let me stop you here. Let's take a break and go to our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hi, this is Dr. Jessica Turner, and I want to tell you about my new show, Living Well with Dr. Jessica. We talk about life, love, and living your healthiest life. Check it out on Vet Candy Radio or a podcast platform of your choice. Yeah, my brother once told me, he said, stay in school as long as you can. He gave me two things of advice, and that was like his second advice in my entire life. And I was like, God, now I'm like, that is so true. Okay, next question is, what is your dream day like? And this is, you have 24 hours. The clock doesn't start ticking until you get to your location and you can do whatever you want. What is that location and what are you going to do for those 24 hours? Well, I'm totally a beach bum. So it would definitely be at a beautiful, warm beach with palm trees. So do you know what? Probably... If I just had one day I could do anything, it would be to go back to, because I haven't been back to New Zealand since I left there like 14 years ago with my family and ride horses on the beach because that's what I love doing there and just like cruising around and that'd be amazing with my kids and my husband. and Oh, that'd be so nice. You could show them where you were out getting busted by the police. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that would be what I would love to do. Or actually, I don't know. Do you know what I'd actually love to do? Sorry, I'm like changing it now. What? Go ahead. I would love, love, love 
if this war in Ukraine was over and I could go visit my Ukrainian coworkers and just give them a, the biggest hug and and meet them in person and celebrate with them. Like honestly, I would I would love to do that. That would be amazing. Like if you could like stop the war. Well, yeah, that would be better. That would be even better. <laughs> I know that's awful. With Galaxy Vet, you guys have done such amazing things. And um, I've just, you know, been watching what you guys are doing. I'm so, so honored to be in your profession. So you guys have been helping people in Ukraine to have pets when, you know, there's no way to get to vet care and, and be able to help them. Right. So that's that's amazing. So how how is that? going? Do you know how many people you've helped? Oh my gosh, it's been incredible. And actually, we now even have helped employ uh, a Ukrainian veterinarian to help us out with that. So she works for us 20, 25 hours a week because they don't have jobs either, right? So it's been great to help her. But yeah, I think we're like into the 16 or 17,000 chat kind of for the number of people that we've talked to, pet owners we've talked to. And um, obviously the fundraising is a big part of it too. So we have a big push right now for Christmas to, to increase donations and stuff. So it's been, it's been amazing. So how can people um, help out and donate? Um, I'm not like, I actually finally stopped with my license. I'm not licensed because I would have done it in a second, but I don't know if anybody would have taken my advice. Although I'm really good at toxicology, but like a, an average person, like it could be a technician or it could be a vet. Do they have to be licensed? No, you don't actually, because it's a war situation. We ask like permission. You're, you're, there's no risk to you at all. So if you practice, like you don't have to have your license up to date now. It doesn't matter. Like they don't care at this point. It's a war. You can help the animals however you want. So vets and technicians, and actually for those who are listening, vet students, because I just went and did a talk at our vet college. Vet students can sign up as technicians and help triage to to veterinarians and stuff so they can even sign up but anybody who wants to volunteer you know an hour two hours whenever you can it's it's an incredible incredible experience just to be able to talk to these people and maybe you can't help sometimes you can't help but to be there and to be a voice just to to listen to them and hear them and they just feel so supported and it just helps take some relief off their shoulders you know so it's a really amazing thing so what kind of the like the normal situations that the pets are having like just just like here like they have stomach upset or something or Yeah, it really depends on where we're dealing. So so this reaches out to um Ukrainians who are displaced in other countries so their pets have moved and they're stressed. We see lots of stress issues right now like behavioral skin issues and then it even goes to, you know, if they're in active war zones and you're dealing with more you know, serious things that somebody's found an animal or, or whatever. But, you know, a lot of the same stuff, there's a lot of like simple things, just like ectoparasites, fleas, ticks, that kind of stuff that you can, you can easily give advice for. And we just have a great community to ask each other. So don't feel like it's all on you either. You have people you can reach out to and, and combine heads with. Uh-huh. You're talking to them. They have a cat that hasn't been peeing. They can fill the belly and it's swollen. You could say, hey, that's an emergency. Get to a vet right now. Or if it's a, a dog who's reverse sneezing, you can explain to them it's not anything to worry about. It's a reverse sneeze. So it could be that it's a it's a way to help them when they can't have access to vet care. Yeah. And we can use videos. They can send you videos and pictures, which is really helpful. And yeah, sometimes it's a bit of MacGyver, you know, you're because they can't, they don't have anything. So you're trying to find things in their house that they can use to help with situations. Obviously, block cat is not so great. You know, like I say, sometimes you can't necessarily help, but at least you're there to help 
guide them and, and listen to them, I guess, just be somebody they can talk to. Where can they go to, I didn't know that, like where can, where do you go to sign up? Yeah. So it's just Galaxy Vets Foundation. If you just Google Galaxy Vets Foundation, we're also on LinkedIn, Facebook, all the, all the platforms. And then on the website, there's just a, an area that you can click to volunteer. You would put in what, you know, if you're a veterinarian, a technician, a student. And then once you register, you'll get an email from us with the next steps, just a little bit of training on how the platform works. And then the schedule, like when you want to pick your schedule, and then you get connected to our Slack community where then you can obviously chat with other veterinarians and techs and post if you're having issues with translation, because it is, we do have to translate through Google Translate. Um, But we have amazing Ukrainians on our team that will also translate medical records and stuff for us. So it's really cool. So do you think someone who hasn't been in practice for a long time, but that has like expertise in poisoning would be helpful for this? Absolutely. You should totally try it. Yeah, I did telemedicine before telemedicine was cool. I used to work at the Poison Control Center. Yeah. Actually, in one day this week, while I was halfway dead, I had a friend whose dog ate a sock, and I got it to throw it up with peroxide. And the same day, my neighbor's dog got a bone stuck on her nose, and I almost was able to do it remotely, but instead I put on, like, a plastic bag and gloves and went over and, like, removed it from its nose. So I still have my skills. Yeah, well, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely sign up because that's the kind of job I can do right now is remote from a phone where I don't have to see anybody while I'm trying to survive. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, because I, I mean, I want to help. I want to help. I don't even understand what's going on. You know, I still don't even understand. I just know it's horrible. And I think it's just gotten to the point where horrible stuff has happened for so long and then we forget about it. And it shouldn't, we shouldn't forget about it. We should consider it every day. Yeah, that's their biggest fear is that people will forget. I mean, the people that I'm working with, they only have power now two hours a day, like, because it's on a rotating schedule and and water as well. So anyway, but I will say we, um, just before I came on with you, we're getting, we're going to send some Christmas goodies to our, our Ukrainian coworkers, like just some fun things that they don't have there. And um, I just got a package delivered right before I talked to you from, our vet clinic in Virginia, he sent me some stuff to send them to. So lots of, it's going to be, it's going to be nice. The least you can do is try and make them smile. Right. So, yeah. And then also I know to support the foundation, you guys have some cute swag, the galaxy uh, vet foundation. I have a hat, they have sweatshirts, they have all kinds of stuff too. So if you are listening and you can't help out by volunteering, you can help out by looking cooler by ordering some of their cool swag. Again, it's galaxyvetfoundation.com, right? Yeah, and it and they even have swag for um for pets too. There's scarves or there's bandanas and like fun things like that. So yeah. Any donations are definitely appreciated. Yeah. Well, great. Great. So cool. So back to our questions. You're doing great. So the next question is, what do you wish you were really really good at? Yeah, there's a lot of things I'd like to be good at. I would probably just say singing. I sing all the time. I love singing, but I'm not that good. Do you know what I mean? Like in the car, in the shower, Christmas songs right now. I'm just like belting them out. What's your favorite Christmas song? Probably Michael Bublé's White Christmas with Shania Twain. It's my favorite. Yeah. Gets me kind of dancing. Yeah, you have the Canadian twist with Shania Twain. Hey, is Michael Bublé from Canada? He sort of seems Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. I did not know that. Did you know, uh, latest news, Celine Dion has some kind of strange neurological neurological disorder. It's called, I think, the sticky, sticky person or something 
syndrome where she's in severe pain and she does these like muscle jerks. So she's out of the singing for a while. So yeah, not good for the Canadians because yeah, you guys love your Celine. We love your Celine too. Yeah. And speaking of Michael Boulé, one of the things we got during the pandemic, it's like we went back to our roots. We got a record player and I just ordered the Michael Bublé Christmas final album. It's the best. I love that album. So good. I feel like maybe I could sing and like I'll sing and stuff, but like not one person has ever told me. And I'm singing all the time with the kids. Like no one's ever said, that was great. You know, and sometimes I'll record myself and play it back. I'm like, it doesn't sound that bad. But you know what though? Tara, did you ever think about taking singing lessons? I did actually. Yeah, I did think about it. I haven't done it, but to get, get my kids to all their stuff right now, but I would love it. I just, yeah, it's fun to do. Well, you know, you should do that. If, if you want to be a good singer, um, someone told me if you have the right instructor and they could do so much to make you and like find you that perfect song. And speaking of that, you were in New Zealand and you went to this like scummy bar in New Zealand full of a bunch of sheep ranchers and you had to go and sing your karaoke song. You had to win, right? What song would that be? Well, probably because I... I'm not a great singer. My go-to karaoke is always Baby Got Back because it's more of a rap. And I know, you know what I mean? That's just so fun. And you gotta dance and like get into it and people love it. So Okay, cool. What's the strangest thing that's in your closet? I mean, I have a pretty boring closet. I'm not somebody who ever, I mean, vets in general, I don't find we don't get dressed up very much. Oh, oh yes. That's why I used to ask people, like, what's the most cringeworthy outfit? And they're like, well, I wear scrubs. And then now we just say, is there anything, like, cringeworthy in your closet? Like, it could be an outfit or something weird. But a lot of vets have weird things in their closets. They do. Yeah. Like, weird hats and stuff. Oh, this is so much fun. I'm having so much fun talking to you today. I hate to do it, but I think we need to take a break and let's listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hello, this is Caitlin Palmer. You probably know me as the desk wench. You know, the sweet TikTok receptionist who has to deal with the evil Karen Stevens. Well, if you like that, you are going to love my new podcast, Desk Wench Confessions. On my show, I have funny guests who tell me about their own Karens. Plus, we have contests, giveaways, and skits. Trust me, you are going to love it. Check it out on a podcast platform of your choice on Vet Candy Radio. I have three ukuleles. I'm in my closet right now. That's why I have this question on there. Maybe my closet isn't big enough. I don't really have, I guess I don't have a big enough closet, but I have an old violin in my in my closet too, I guess. Did you play violin? My daughter does, and it was my uncle's who passed away. So no, I never, I played it for like a little while as a kid, but it wasn't really. Uh, oh, my daughter plays violin. It's such a beautiful instrument. Yeah, and until you know someone who, who plays it, you don't realize how beautiful it is and so hard. And then now, like, I can hear, like, you know, you can hear violin in music. You didn't know it was in music. Like, there's a violin in that song? Well, what about, like, from your days in New Zealand? Did you have any weird, like, cowboy outfits? 
because I did large animal when I was there. So, and it's hot. And so like most of the time, like in the summer, <laughs> you're literally just in your underwear with coveralls over top. Like that's what you go to work in and like bare feet in my rubber boots. That was what I was wearing, like barefoot rubber boots. It was kind of gross probably, but. Well, I'm imagining Jessica Beale in that outfit. She's perfect to play you. I'm telling you. And you know, Jessica, Jessica, I know you're listening to this podcast. You should do this. This would be great. She's such a great director because she could direct herself too. Um, next question. Um, if you could be any animal, and I know you know lots of animals, and I know it's not going to be a sheep, which animal would you be? Yeah, I would say probably just a a house cat. With, well, not a house cat, but a cat that gets to go indoor, outdoor with a really great home. You know what I mean? Cats that have good homes, I feel like they have the best lives because they do whatever the heck they want. They get served on, like, they have their own slaves, basically. And even without toxoplasmosis, right? We don't even have to give us toxoplasmosis to be your slave. We're your slave. Yeah, we'll just be your slave. You just have to look at us and we'll be your slave. Um, So I feel like in the right situation, probably a cat would be the best of both worlds because you still have the freedom and go to the wild stuff, but then you can just sleep on the couch for 18 hours a day if you want. You know, this is strange. And I'm going to pull our data from these 21 questions because one of like the number one animal of veterinarians is the cat. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Almost everybody says cat. Yeah. Nobody runs their life. They, they just they call their shots. They're the only one who got through the pandemic and didn't even care. Right. The dogs across America are the sc- most screwed up things right now. Or North America, you know, not just us. But yeah, I mean, they're they're so screwed up. They're never going to be normal. I talked to this woman the other day and, uh, oh, my God, I'm like doing telemedicine left and right. I talked to this woman who has a dog. She said the dog is like terrified as she leaves the house. And she was talking about medicine. And I'm like, I don't think there's anything that your dog could, could use that will help it. Because it's you. You created this monster for three years. There's not like a switch you can turn on and make him normal. But you know what? I guarantee you she had a cat. The cat's normal. Cat doesn't care if you come or go. Just feed. And if you don't clean the litter box, they don't care because they'll just poop on the floor. They'll show you. They'll go poop on your bed and then you're going to clean the litter box. Yeah. <laughs> and I know this because we've, re- we've been sick and no one's cleaned the litter box. And every day we got to poop on the floor. That's on my list because I'm feeling better. It's on my list. Um, speaking of lists, what's on your bucket list? Ooh. Again, a tough one because there's so many things everybody, you know, everybody wants to do. I think I would honestly just go back to that previous one. Like right now, like for my bucket list, like things I would want to do sooner than later is yeah go meet my ukrainian team in 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 person like i just want to i just want to see them and and hug them and go to ukraine and see that city you know so go see kiev and yeah and hopefully you know pray to god it's over soon right i mean there's some you know the 80s was a weird time but there's some really great songs from the 80s like now like the christmas songs and you hear it now and it reminds me the ukraine conflict I don't even know if there's a name for it. Is it the Ukrainian? What is there? Everyone's trying to sweep it under the rug, but it was one with Bono or something. And there's feed the world, feed the world. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, you know, thank God, you know, at night you think, thank God it's them and not you. You know, it's just so sad. And, you know, oh my God, you know, someone really needs to remake that about that. Like, how is their Christmas going to be? It's just so sad. It's not. They're not going. That's just why we're sending them. And I have to say, like, I feel the same way, Joe. Like, I, I feel like if I, I didn't have the, I don't know, like the honor of working with these people, I would be the same. I wouldn't know. But I am in meetings with these people 
people. And so I'm reminded every day of how lucky I am and how resilient they are. But actually, I just learned, speaking of Christmas songs, is that Carol of the Bells was made by you. It's Ukrainian. It originated in Ukraine. Oh, really? Carol of the Bells. Oh, my kids love that song. They love that song. So, yeah. So this Christmas, I'll be thinking about the Ukraine when I hear that song, you know, because it, it worked like, it, you know, it worked in, when we when they first came out with it. It was such a beautiful song. Like, that's my favorite song. It makes me cry. Every time I hear it, it makes me cry. It makes you realize how lucky we are in North America, for sure. Yeah. So when this is over and hope, you know, hopefully it will be over soon and everyone will be safe. That would be amazing if you could go over there and meet the team and and see, you know, what happened and stuff and and tell the stories. That would be amazing. Yeah. Just see their beautiful faces in person because I only get to see them on the screen right now. So I have lots of more of exciting things I'm sure I'd want to do, but that's just kind of on my heart right now, I guess. It's a good reason to be there. So cool. The next question is, is what's your the biggest lesson you've learned? It could be career. It could be being a mom. It could be anything. I think like the biggest life lesson, and it could be towards career or personal, whatever. It's just that life is happening for you, not to you. And and I think that took me a long time to realize, like, you just feel like you're constantly a victim of situation or like life just happened. It's just happening to you and you have to deal with the consequences. But if you can shift the way you think about things and actually start thinking about the way you want things to be and get excited about that, then things actually just start to show up in your life. So you don't have to worry about the how, you just have to worry about the why. When I start to focus on the why, like what makes you happy and then that shows up. That's how my my house, that's like my dream house right now. Like that's how it came into my life. I just visualize it and I thought how exciting it would be like to have this place. That's how Galaxy came into my life. I just wanted more freedom, more choices, you know, and I just kind of, and it showed up on my lap. Like it just, I feel like if you can really be in control of your own thoughts and, and life, then your life can really be something spectacular. So, so that's great. So, and I've heard, you hear that a lot. I forget that the guy, he has this, like a, his name starts with an S, right? Steve Simonick. Oh, Simon Sinek, maybe? Simon Sinek. That's it. Sorry. I'm, I'm off. I'm on day cool. Every week is a new excuse, right? Every week I have a new excuse. So um, this week I'm like, hey, I'm on, I'm taking Dayquil. I can't be responsible for the dishes. Our dishes are everywhere. The laundry is everywhere. It's awful. So, but hey, I'm on Dayquil. I can't think straight. I put the laundry in the wrong temperature. Ruined all the, everything's pink. I'm on Dayquil. Talk to Dayquil about it. Call them and report it. Okay. Um, next question is, what is um, the one thing you can't live without? Like, what do you have to have? I have to have nature around me and the ocean, I think. Like, I just don't do well in cities. I need space and trees and water around me. Otherwise, I start to feel really irritable. I, I feel the same way. I'm a Pisces. So I have that water thing. Like, water gives me power. I sound like a nut, don't I? I have to have green and trees and hills. Like I lived in Illinois forever and it was so flat and there's no trees. And I just like, I couldn't be happy there. And I lived in New Jersey and it's, there's, you had to drive out and it was really green, but everything else was like cement. I, like I couldn't, I couldn't be happy. So now I'm like where there's, there's water. I'm in Connecticut. There's waters, there's mountains, everything's green. It's like perfect. That's exactly where you need to be. I lived in Western Canada in the prairies for a couple of years and I really, really miss the ocean. Yeah. 
that's just like Illinois. It's just flat. It's so flat, flat, like Saskatoon, right? That um, Saskatchewan. Yeah, so flat. Yeah, I need mountains. I'm a mountain girl. I'm a mountain girl. And I have to have mountains to make myself happy. And then I also like, this is weird too. Like, I, I just love like breathing outside. I can like, you know, if I have a stressful day, especially when it's warm, I just go outside and like let the sun hit me and just breathe in like that green, you know, it's just empowering. And there's science behind it. There is science behind it. I'm not a crazy person. Yeah. Okay, great. So I'm so excited. This is so much fun. So let's take a short break here and listen to some messages from our sponsor. We'll be right back with more Vet Candy. Hey, this is Dr. Julio Alonso. Do you want to keep up with everything Vet Med? Then check out my show on Vet Candy TV. We talk about clinical updates, science news, plus some of the coolest people in our profession. Stream at My Vet Candy 24-7 on YouTube, iTunes, and most other video platforms. So what is your biggest guilty pleasure? Um, probably chocolate-covered almonds. Does that count? Like, I consume those by the bag full. Oh. So do you use dark chocolate or milk chocolate? No, I'm milk chocolate. Dark chocolate makes me crazy. Uh, I like sweet, sugary. Yeah. Dark chocolate's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you savor those? Like, you savor them? No, like, I just pound them in. I, I just, once the bag's open, I there's no stopping. I love them. They're good. I like Jordan almonds, but they almost, like, they're just too hard. Last question. If you were a superhero, which I already think you are a superhero, but if you were another superhero, what would be your secret power? I'm probably just going to go with a really common one because I just, I really want to fly. I would fly. I still dream about flying as an adult in my dreams. Like, I want to fly. Yeah, that's, you know, I hate to say it. You are definitely veterinarian because most veterinarians want to be a cat as their animal and they want to fly as their superpower. And it's the feeling, right? And it's not like with, you know, flying wasn't so they could get from here to there. It was so they could like the feeling of flying. That's funny. Yeah. Ultimate freedom. Yeah. That is a wrap for 21 questions with Dr. Tara McCarthy from Galaxy Vets. And so if someone wants to connect with you, um, how can they connect with you best? Is it, are you, I know you're on LinkedIn, but nobody else is on LinkedIn, but are you anywhere else? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, my email, obviously, is just Tara at GalaxyVets.com. I'm on Facebook, but and I'm on Instagram, but I'm not a very good Instagrammer. So maybe just, you know, buck up and join LinkedIn. If you want to get to know her, join her and connect with her on LinkedIn. And then again, if, if someone wants to get involved with Galaxy Vets, um, how can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Galaxy Vets, like the vet side of things, um, we have a website, galaxyvets.com. I'm definitely looking for some vets for different positions there. So reach out if you're interested. And then Galaxy Vets Foundation, which is our nonprofit, we already kind of talked about, but we definitely need volunteers and donations. So you can you can find both of those on socials as well as the website. So appreciate that. Okay, great. And then speaking of that, and I did tell you our February issue was on February issue of Vet Candy is on love and career, and the guest editor is Paul Diaz. Oh, awesome. Yeah, Paul's great. And he has a list going, and Galaxy Vets is on it. And guess what that list is? 
the list of places that do not require a non-compete. He's passionate about that, and so are we, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah, and and I was talking to Dr. Ivan, and he said, if I have to make someone stay somewhere that they're not happy, then I'm not doing my job. Yeah, we're all about preventing burnout, and that just having that hanging over your head is just another thing to stress you out, so... Yeah. And then so real quick, like why three reasons someone should work for Galaxy Vets instead of somebody else? Honestly, the reason I joined and once I started learning about it, it's just we are really trying to give vet med back to vets. Like I feel like we've kind of lost our grasp. So you have the ability to have ownership within the company with equity because so many vets can't or don't want the full responsibility of having a clinic, but can't buy one anymore anyway with the way corporate's going. Um, and we're built around burnout prevention. So we're really, no non-competes is one aspect, un- uncapped pay time off. We're just really trying to give life back to veterinary medicine and get that power back into the vet's hands. So so, so whenever you work there, you have equity in the company? Yeah, any, any employee. So that's the other thing, not just veterinarians technicians, reception, like everybody who works 20 hours or more a week gets equity and given to them. It's not like taking another paycheck or anything. It's given to them. So so back in the day when I was like cleaning up diary in the kennel, I, and if I did that at Galaxy Vet, I could be part owner. You absolutely could. And how amazing is that? Like we know the the financial issues with, with techs and assistants and stuff, right? So we have something that can create a bit of a nest egg for down the road. That's an incredible thing. Okay, cool. Is there is there certain areas you're looking to place people off the top of your head that are hardest? Yeah, right now, Virginia, we have an amazing, amazing clinic there. Texas, Houston, Texas, and then Southern California, we're coming soon. Oh, cool. Well, cool. Well, we're watching you and we're going to see you guys in the February issue of Vet Candy Magazine. The guest editor is Paul Diaz. I don't know what he's doing with the career section. I'm doing the love section. So well, thank you, Dr. Tara, for joining the show. And listen, put your gloves on, put your mask on, start sanitizing everybody, especially Dr. Tara, because influence is coming to you guys and it is a bitch. And you'll give it to your chickens and pigs. So don't do it. Don't do it. So thank you. Thank you for having so much fun. It's Vet Candy. Vet Candy. Vet Candy. It's Vet Candy Radio.